Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 60 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm sharing all about why your back pain might have more to do with this one specific hip flexor, what posture has to do with it because doesn't it always, and the fix that's going to calm not only your back but also release hip flexor tension. And no, it's not stretching. So one of the most interesting anatomy experiences I've ever had was actually over dinner. And I share the story with you knowing that my husband is probably rolling his eyes as he does every time I equate anatomy and food. But hear me out. So I've had anatomy dissections. I did one in college. I did one post-college as well. Um, But it was at a butcher demonstration at a farm in North Carolina that really blew my mind because cows are mammals. They have many, if not all, the same muscles and connective tissues and things that we have. And so this butcher, as she was cutting the different cuts of steak and talking about how the evolution of that specific style came about, she also pointed out something that I knew to be true but hadn't quite seen yet. And that is probably your favorite cut of steak. I know it's mine. The filet mignon or the filet mignon if you want to be a dork. Um, This is also the tenderloin. And the thing about these two cuts of meat is they all come from the psoas of the cow. Now, this is relevant because this favorite cut of meat for you is also probably what's contributing to your back pain because the psoas in the cow, well, it's soft and tender because they walk on all fours, but when we go upright onto two legs, it changes everything. So today we're talking about everyone's favorite hip flexor, the psoas. And I'm sure it's not just my favorite hip flexor, right? Now, the psoas is actually spelled P-S-O-A-S. So if you have seen that word, this is how you pronounce it, psoas. And you'll see psoas releases all over the internet and using things like kettlebells, um, soft balls, inflated balls. There's tools that you can lay over that are supposed to release it. Stretching, of course, but what if more stretching wasn't the answer for your tight psoas? What if it was tight and creating issues for your lower back because of an entirely different reason? And you might even be wondering, wait a minute, but like, how is it a hip flexor if it's in my lower back? So let's talk about the anatomy of the psoas, which will help to put all of these pieces together. It actually starts at the bottom of your rib cage, so that last 12th rib, and comes down the front of your spine. It's connected to the bodies of the vertebra of your spine. It passes through your pelvis and then anchors to the inside of your thigh bone, inside of the femur, up super high close to the groin at a point called your lesser trochanter. So its job is to connect your upper body to your lower body makes perfect sense. It also helps to flex your hips, and it also plays a role in rib shear, right? That's when you pop your ribs forward, which when we've talked about posture before is a common postural fault. 
So how is this related to back pain? Well, nothing happens in a vacuum. And if your psoas is sticky, if it's tight, if it's restricted, it can impact its closest neighbor, which is the QL. And the QL is a lower back muscle. So I'm going to back up a second and talk about what it means to be sticky. So connective tissue is fluid. It also has the ability to change state and go from more like a gel type substance to more like a waxy substance. It can go back and forth. And one thing that can make it have adhesions, if you've ever heard that, or get sticky, and it's not like tacky, so to say, it's just instead of the psoas and connective tissue being able to slip and slide like silk sheets over one another, like we want the psoas and the QL, because they're such close neighbors, to be able to have that silk sheet connection to one another. And if the psoas is sticky or tight or restricted, instead of silk sheets, we have some Velcro thrown in the mix. So it's going to get caught. It's not going to slide as well, and it may even get stuck entirely. So now that you have that picture, let's go back to the QL. So your QL is a lower back muscle, the quadratus lumborum, and it connects the last rib to the top of your pelvis on either side of your spine in the back. Now remember, the psoas also connects to the last rib, but it goes along the front of your vertebra on either side. So they are right there together. So if your psoas, again, is restricted, that can pull on the QL. You might feel that lower back tension. It's going to impact how you're able to move. Um, And it might also impact how you're able to breathe because guess what else is anchoring right there at that 12th rib, but your respiratory diaphragm. So this tension and irritation is absolutely an issue. And we feel it as just tight, right? You feel this tension in your hip, but that irritation also brings about some inflammation, which like I mentioned, changes the fascia quality. And this can happen from overuse, underuse, misuse, injury, anything like that. So things that can irritate your psoas. Now that we understand what its job is, we understand where it is, we understand its connection, not only physically location in your lower back, but also because it shares sliding surfaces. It shares, it's literally neighbors with a deep low back muscle, your QL. If your posture always posture. It's really always posture. Uh, If your posture is not on point, this can put the psoas in a position where it may be overstretched, right? And then it's getting tight as a protective element. It might be in a shortened position from sitting, right? Which can also then over time just tighten it up a little bit because your body runs on that use it or lose it principle. So if you're not using the full length of your psoas, your body is not going to maintain that length because it's extra. It's not needed and it costs energy and your body's all about energy um, saving and being as efficient as possible. Also, posture-wise, rib shear. If your ribs are always thrusting forward, that can put the psoas on a little bit of stretch, which again, if it's always being slightly overstretched, uh, it will then tighten up as a protective mechanism. Now, here's the other thing about the psoas that people don't always consider, and that is stress. Your psoas is your fight or flight muscle. Uh, It is the muscle that you're going to use if you fight and kick somebody, right? Because it's a hip flexor. It's also the muscle you're going to use if you choose flight and you run away because the psoas helps with that as well. And this is why down regulation and relaxation and stress reduction techniques like TRE, which I've talked about many times before, um, are so effective because that involuntary shaking of the psoas that you are able to create with TRE 
helps to reduce stress because it's discharging that energy from your psoas. Um, now, that's not the only way you can do this involuntary shaking and get the benefits of the therapeutic tremors. It's just one of the many ways. Um, and definitely check out YouTube for TRE videos because there's a lot out there uh, that can help you learn the method and start to incorporate it into your own day-to-day. So what about the fix, right? Well, like I've already said, it starts with a P and ends with Oster. Make sure that your posture and position throughout the day is stacked as much as possible. And this is going to take some of that extra pressure off the psoas. Um, so anytime you catch yourself slouching or you catch yourself uh, putting all of your weight on one foot or whatever your posture fault might be, just get yourself stacked. I did a whole episode on posture, so go and listen to that one um, to help you figure out what good posture looks like and feels like for you. Now, another fix is a passive release. So instead of stretching aggressively, one thing you can do is lay on the floor with your legs out straight and prop your back up enough and your head, so your whole torso essentially, prop yourself up enough so that the back of your legs are still on the ground. Because what can happen is if your psoas is super tight and you lay on your back, um, and remember it attaches to the inside of the femur, it can pull your uh, hips into a little bit of flexion, right? It can flex the hips a little bit um, or feels just incredibly uncomfortable. So you want to find that place where you're not at the edge of discomfort, but just one step in, we'll say, so that you can rest there and give this passive release. It's really about almost like swaddling the as so it feels safe and then it will unwind that way. I learned this one from Katie Bowman and so you can check out her work. I'll link to it in the show notes and description um, about this passive psoas release. And really once you set yourself up, all you do is hang out and breathe. And this tight psoas also could be contributing to why your back hurts after sleeping. Um, if you feel like you can't lay on your back and it's just super uncomfortable or anything like that, is probably the psoas that's creating that problem more than anything else. And so this passive release is a great thing to incorporate into your routine. So another fix is gut massage. And I've talked about gut massage before. You know I love using an inflated ball to roll on my stomach, and not only for the health benefits for your gut and intestines, but it also helps to create stretch and length and rehydration for all of the connective tissues and the fascias that surround your organs in your guts. So instead of just rolling around and doing a bunch of stuff, think longer holds, Think of trying to create, um, you know, kind of pull or stretch of the fascia. You can also do spinning here um, or pin, spin, and mobilize, which is essentially the ball is pinned in place. You spin your body on top of it as far as you can go in one direction. It's going to create this weird skin pinch sensation on the front of your abdomen. And then you can do some mobilizing there from deep breathing. You can do movements of your pelvis. You can do movements of your legs. I will post a link in the show notes as well to a video that walks you through this as well. So gut massage is great, but think of it not so much as directly stretching your psoas. I mean, yes, you definitely can feel the pressure, but remember your psoas is all the way on the back wall of your abdomen. So we're getting there somewhat by pressure, but more so it's the change in inflammation, right? Because we're changing fluid flow in the area, uh, but also the fascial stretch that you're able to create with the tool that you're using. Another fix for tight psoas and grouchy lower backs is breath work. 
So remember I mentioned that the psoas, that top attachment at that 12th rib, the last rib, we have the psoas there, your QL is there, and your respiratory diaphragm. So we want to free up the psoas and get motion happening on both ends. So specifically thinking of the diaphragm because that's at the top and even the tendons of the diaphragm are right on top of all that same connective tissue of your psoas. So they are so directly connected together. So you can use diaphragmatic breathing. You can just other types of breath work to specifically get your diaphragm moving and help to free up any stuckness or stickiness that might be in that upper attachment of your psoas. Now, as far as strength goes, you know you should be building up hip flexor strength. A muscle that feels threatened, that feels like it's being overstretched, is usually also weak. And so strengthening your hip flexors by doing things like leg lifts, making sure that your spine is in neutral, right? Maintaining posture. So not just lifting your leg for the sake of lifting your leg, but doing it in a way where your back is protected and stabilized. Another way to work on hip flexor strength is knees to chest while you're hanging. Um, So I've been working on my pull-ups, so often I'll just hang from the bar and just bring my bent knees to my chest. And core work in general will also help, but just be super mindful of your posture and your positioning, making sure that you're stabilizing your spine so that the psoas is being strengthened, not overtaxed, and you're not making your hip flexors do all the work because really what we're doing is retraining right? Even with this hip flexor strength, I'm not just trying to get my hip flexor stronger. I want my whole body core and hip flexors included to learn how to fire more efficiently and effectively so that this overstretching or weakness in the psoas no longer happens. Now, what about massage? Because I have talked about gut massage and there are a ton of tools uh, in Facebook ads, Instagram ads. I'm sure you have seen many of them. Now, when it comes to direct massage with a hard tool in your abdomen, the way I see it, you have too many organs, too many delicate structures, thin fascias. I don't want to go digging in there with a hard tool. And I know that that's my personal opinion, but I also know that you don't need to go hardcore when it comes to muscle release. More is not always better when it comes to fascia and your body because ultimately at the end of the day, we're having a conversation with your nervous system and trying to bully your nervous system into submission with a super hard tool digging into the front of your hips, not necessarily going to get the job done. So what I think is better is to ask yourself a better question, is this actually helping? It doesn't have to hurt to work anything that you do. And more intense does not mean a faster release. So is this tool that is digging aggressively into the front of my hip, is it actually helping my psoas? Am I just getting some pain relief from the um, amount of dopamine and endorphins and like adrenaline rush I get because it's so intense? Now, this isn't to say that I've never had somebody dig into my psoas and release it because I absolutely have. And guess what? It didn't last. It didn't last. Now, there is a way you can massage your psoas, and I do this on my own body and encourage my clients to do the same, and that's to go about the lower attachment. So remember, the lower attachment of the psoas is on your inner thigh, so you can take a soft massage ball. Um, could be inflated, could be solid, but it's definitely something that has some give and grip to it, and put it on the highest part of your inner thigh. 
I'll link the video um, on my YouTube channel also in the show notes. Um, Think of getting the ball high up into your inner thigh and then doing some motion there. It feels wonderfully terrible, but it's much easier to modulate the intensity with this one. um, And you can actually help your lower back relax even just from massaging this lower end point. And it doesn't necessarily change the fascial tension throughout your entire psoas, right? Because we're just focusing on one area. Um, It helps, but everything else I've already mentioned is also still relevant. So there you have it. Love on your psoas and your lower back is going to be a much happier camper. And if your psoas and lower back have been an ongoing issue, you might find that these one-off fixes aren't just quite enough. This is where Movement Mavens can help you by crafting a personalized body maintenance plan that'll help you get to the root cause of what's going on and uncover any imbalances that might be contributing. What's happening to your psoas and lower back might be coming from somewhere else, and it's really about getting to the the root cause instead of just slapping on a bunch of band-aids. So I want you to save this date, May 19th, 2020. That's when enrollment opens again. So... If you have any questions about today's episode, about the psoas, about helping your lower back to relax, about any of the exercises that I shared, if you have questions about body maintenance or you just got questions, hit me up on Instagram. You can tag me, send me a DM. I'm at Hala for Mala. Or you can leave a voicemail on the Body Nerd hotline at 818-396-6501. I'll put that number in the show notes as well. And if you're like, wait, but where are these show notes? Don't forget the show notes, fun links, free downloads, the Body Nerds group, pretty much everything lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. I know that you are busy and I really appreciate you tuning in. I hope you got some fun movement in today as you listened, or at least you got something planned for later today. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, I would really appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button or even better, uh, share this episode with somebody who needs to hear it. Um, If you are so inclined, and I would so appreciate it if wherever you're listening, if you just hit that review button and let the podcast algorithms of the world know that you like learning about your body. I appreciate that. So here's to asking better questions, moving more, having happy lower backs, and getting nerdy. Thank you so much for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks, and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.